Welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm your host, Martin Moyer, and joining me today is Pastor Jason Bender of the Patriot Church. Say hello, Pastor. Hello, Patriots. Alec Rooney, the news editor of Christian Action Network. Hey, Patriots. Michael Moyer, our producer. What's up, Patriots? All right, and we got two very special guests with us today. First of all, I want to introduce Pastor Brandon Huber. Well, thanks for having us. I'm, I'm Pastor Brandon uh, from Montana. Um, I got a beautiful wife I've been married to going on 20 years, and we've got seven wonderful children. Excellent. We also have your attorney on board, Matthew Monfortin. Did I get that right? You did. Very good. Much better than most. Now, a lot of people watching and listening are going to want to know why the pastor has an attorney that's joining him. Did he commit a crime? Well, actually, I think some people think you did commit a crime, and it's called a hate speech crime. But this is kind of an odd case because you're not being charged by any government authority. Uh, you're being charged by a realty group. So this story gets more and more bizarre, doesn't it? Uh, Alec, you got some details here. How about filling some of the listeners and viewers in on it? Yeah, um, thank you both of you guys for being here. Um, this came to our attention just about two weeks ago, and I guess it started back in the spring. Brandon Huber, who's a pastor of a church of the um, Clinton Community Church in Montana, um, is also a realtor. And uh, one of the things he did was to um, publicize a program on Facebook where he said we, we, his church was going to expose the LGBTQ agenda that controls our lives and kills our liberty. Paradoxically, he's having his life controlled and his liberty killed <laughs> by this uh, by the realtor group that he was a member of that got wind of this and charged him with several violations of their code of ethics, I guess. Yeah, I know there's several points that we can make, and I don't want to interject too many of my opinions just yet, but it is kind of interesting that you want to hold an event in your church that exposes the radical agenda of the LGBTQ movement and how it controls our liberty. And then all of a sudden, they are controlling your liberty by making sure that if you hold such an event, you'll be fined and you'll be forced to go to sensitivity training classes. This is very bizarre. This is very strange. But welcome to the U new United States of America, where apparently the LGBTQ crowd now controls the ag agenda, just like you uh, wanted to tell your congregants at your church back last November. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a little further because the uh, the exposing the LGBTQ community is actually the second complaint that was filed against me. The very first complaint that was filed against me was in um, October, and this event took place in June of 21. Our church had partnered with the Missoula Food Bank for the last three years, um, handing out free lunches to the kids within our community. And in June of 21, they put in a, a, a pride coloring page into the lunches without letting us know as the church. And we handed those lunches out uh, to kids on that day. And uh, it was after we were done that I had somebody send me a message and they said, hey, Brandon, this is what was in those lunch, those lunches. And so we had a conversation with the Missoula Food Bank and the church board. And between the Missoula Food Bank and our church, we decided that we were going to um, end our partnership with the Missoula Food Bank and continue to hand out lunches from the church because of that propaganda that was stuck in that flyer. Can you tell us what was on that coloring book page? What was the content on there? It was just a double-sided sheet of paper 
And uh, it, I don't have a copy of it in front of me, but it said pride on one side, and then there was something on the other side. I can email you guys a copy of it so you can see it. Was it a person or a flag or? Uh... There was there was a rainbow on the back for them to cover for them to color. It had rainbow colors on it, and it, it made it clear that it was extolling the virtues of living in LGBTQ life. Right which has everything to do with handing out food, of course. Now, before we get to the second charge, I want to ask you about this first charge. So your church decides to cut off its relation with this uh, Missoula Food Bank. That was your decision as a pastor, not as a realtor, I'm assuming, but as a pastor, correct? It was actually the the decision of the church board um, to end the partnership with the Missoula Food Bank. And I was the one that signed the letter as the shepherd of the church um and so but the church ultimately decided to end the partnership with the missoula food bank the decision was a unanimous decision by our church board so how does the missoula organization of realtors come into play about what you do as a pastor or what your church does as a church regarding food bank issues so there, there's a couple of things um with us pulling and terminating our partnership with the, the food bank, that upset one of our community members here in, in Clinton, and they filed an ethics complaint against me with the Missoula Organization of Realtors for violation of Article 10.5 of the Code of Ethics, uh, which what they were referring to was the hate speech and discrimination within 10.5, and so they filed an ethics complaint against me for hate speech and discrimination for terminating our partnership with the food bank. Well, what was the hate speech and saying we no longer want to partner with this food bank that they are claiming that you made? What did you say? Uh, I didn't say anything, actually. And in the hearing, um, Matthew had asked, you know, in the letter that I gave to the community and to our church, Matthew asked them, show me where the hate speech is. And and they couldn't show where it was, but it was hateful and discriminatory for us to end our partnership with the food bank. This is what they were, they had said, and it's not word for word, but it was hateful and discriminatory for us to end our partnership with the food bank because now any child that associates with the LGBTQ community was not being fed uh, because they didn't want to come and receive food from us. So it, it sounds like um, somebody... Uh heard what you were doing and got you in trouble with the realtor board exactly and and brandon it's not like you had a a contract with uh the food bank right you just had said hey we have a partnership we want to partner with you you're doing something good we want to feed the community and we want to partner with you and then all of a sudden they slide in very slyfully they they slide in this lgbtq language and rhetoric and then you realize that does not agree with the word of god so we're going to end our partnership so to us, it doesn't appear that it's hateful what you did. It doesn't seem like you violated any sort of contract unless we're, we're missing out on that. There was no contract. Um, it was just the Missoula Food Bank asked us um, if we wanted to participate with them you know, each year, and we told them yes. Um, it was a really good thing that we were doing in our community um, because there's kids in our community that depended on that lunch as their main source of food. Uh, throughout the summertime while they weren't in school. Well, Mr. Monforton, this has got to be driving you crazy as an attorney because it's sort of like trying to elevate hate speech to mean 
if I feel bad about something you did, not necessarily said, but says something that you did, uh, you somehow are violating uh, an ethics, a law, or something of that nature. I'm not sure what this is. This is absolutely uh, bizarre. But uh, can you speak to that for just a second? How do you feel about this as an attorney, that hate speech is not anything you say, but something you refuse to do? Well, the, the, the National Association of Realtors about a year ago um, established its, its hate, what they call their hate speech rule. And what it says is if you, if you say anything about the LGBTQ community that is, quote, inappropriate, then you've committed a hate speech violation. And so what, what, does, what does inappropriate mean? It, it means whatever they want it to mean. And that can include, and, they've all, and the realtors have said this, that can include reciting Bible verses from Leviticus or Deuteronomy or Romans that, uh, that condemns homosexuality. Simply reciting that is, is enough to trigger a violation because it doesn't just apply when you're acting as a realtor within the course and scope of your employment as a realtor. It applies 24-7. So what this, what this rule does is it, it essentially purges any Bible-believing Christian from the real estate industry. Unless, of course, you're a Bible-believing Christian who stays absolutely silent about your beliefs, which, of course, the Word of God tells us that's exactly what we can't do. We're supposed to proclaim the Word of God. We're supposed to call out sins when we when we see it. So, in in essence, what the what the realtors are doing is they are trying to purge Bible-believing Christians out of the industry. Well, I'm kind of curious, uh, Pastor. Uh, when you terminated uh, your church's, or when your church terminated its relation with the Missoula Food Bank, did you cite a scripture for the reason why you terminated it? We didn't cite a scripture at the time. Um, we had just said that it went against our biblical beliefs and our biblical doctrine, um, but that we had still loved, you know, the children in our community, and we were there to continue to feed them throughout the summer. Um, we didn't state a specific scripture in the letter. Well, then again, it's not something you said. Uh, you didn't cite a Bible scripture, just something that you refused to do. You refused to be compelled to participate in a LGBT kind of inspired leaflet program that went against your church. You didn't say anything hateful. It was just something you refused to do. And that refusal is now being treated as hate speech. Uh, Pastor, Bender, you have something you want to say. Yeah, sure. Pastor Brandon, let me ask you, um, was there any further discussion with the food bank after, you know, this, this had subject had gotten broached, you know, were you, did you have an opportunity to speak with them and say, look, you know, we partnered with you for three years. We've had a great partnership. We want to continue this. However, would you be willing to remove the LGBTQ language from this booklet? And then we can continue our partnership like we have. So we did have a conversation with them. Um, after this transpired, and, and this is the first time in the three years that we've been partnered with them that they had included any propaganda in the lunches that we were handing out. And pretty much the Missoula Food Bank came back and said, hey, we're standing our ground. Um, we stand behind what we did. And the church said, hey, we're going to agree to disagree. We shook hands and we went our own way. And between July 5th and August 22nd, I believe, church handed out an additional 628 lunches or something like that. Well, the good news 
in this particular case regarding the food bank is that you actually won that part of the violation. Mr. Monforton, can you explain why he was able to win this part of the charge? Because the realtors didn't have enough guts to, to go after him on that particular charge. So they, 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 they manufactured another charge. What happened after the initial complaint was filed in October was we had a rally at Pastor Brandon's church in November and there was a, a guest pastor who, who appeared and he created a flyer advertising the event saying um, this particular pastor is going to talk about how the LGBTQ agenda uh, kills our liberties and is, and is against Christianity or something to that effect. Pastor Brandon took that uh, flyer and then reposted it on, on, his, on his pastoral fa Facebook page that's what the the realtor said aha another another uh complainant came in and said i'm filing an ethics complaint against pastor huber for reposting this this hate-filled flyer that says the lgbtq agenda uh destroys our liberties and that's ultimately what they what they nailed him on so a pastor advertising a, an event at his church talking about negative consequences created by the LGBTQ agenda constituted hate speech and as, as, uh, cost him a $5,000 fine and a trip to uh, this diversity re-education camp. If the pastor has to face a fine and sensitivity training classes because he posted a flyer about an event at his church, uh, if a real estate agent attends his church, and attended that event, would that real estate agent also be charged with a hate crime? Quite possibly, and, and especially if that if that realtor attends the church and says amen or or you know, recites any verses, even if within the church's four walls, that realtor is also going to be up facing charges. Any realtor that teaches a Bible study or Sunday school that it, that involves one of the forbidden verses. They, they can also be charged. It's it's nothing less than an effort to purge the real estate industry of Bible-believing Christians. There's actually several other folks here in Montana that are facing, they're about to face similar charges, It's and it's going to go nationwide. For whatever reason, they're using Montana as a, test, uh, as, as a testing ground for something they're going to do throughout the country. <laughs> it makes you wonder, why Montana? Uh, very, very good question. I, I guess they think if they can... They can get away with this in Montana. They can get away with it anywhere. Yeah, can't that Yellowstone uh, camp out there help you guys at all? I've seen it on TV. Oh, you mean that show? Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I don't think Kevin Costner is going to be writing to our, uh, to our rescue anytime <laughs> no. soon. Yeah, he's he's kind of a lefty, I think. Well, yeah, but on the, on the program, he says, you know, I'm the brick wall that progress has got to go through. And, uh, you know, it seems to me that this so-called progress out there it needs, uh, you know, your Yellowstone guy out there to stand in between you and them. So, Pastor, um, what's your standing as a realtor right now? Um, right now, so I'm I'm still a part of the association um, because they haven't they haven't fined yet. Uh, the professional standards said that this is what I'm guilty of, and it has to go before the Missoula Organization of Realtors Board, and they have to sign off on it. So. Technically, I'm still a part of the association, but 
I so I was with Windermere Real Estate at the time that this all happened, and things kind of got a little weird with Windermere when the CEO of Windermere came out and pretty much said, "Hey, um, we're not going to fire Brandon, but uh, we would accept his we would gladly accept his resignation." And uh, so I left Windermere. I went to a company called EXP, and I just everything to exp i said hey here's where i'm at this is what's going on and they said don't worry about it brandon you know we're just here to sell real estate i signed up with them what was it maybe three weeks four weeks later i got fired for exp or from exp due to cultural differences it sounds like someone got to them yeah somebody got to them and uh so immediately i sent out six i think it was like 15 16 emails asking to hang my license up um, because I, I had a couple days in order to keep my access to the MLS. And I either got no response from 16 companies. Um, I had a couple have said, hey, let's sit down and talk. I responded to them. I said, get it on your calendar. I'll meet you wherever. Uh, no response after that. I had two companies that I was going to look at joining. Um, one came back and said, well, we don't really want to get in this fight with you, so no thanks. And the other one's like, well, we've got friends in the LGBTQ community and family, and we don't want to offend them. So um, I don't. I no longer have access. The short answer to your question is I no longer have access to the MLS. Therefore, I cannot practice real estate. But I'm still part of the association up until the time that they find me that $5,000. At that point, I have 10 days pay it off or they kick me out. Such a perfect example of somebody getting canceled and just shunned and locked out by a bunch of like-minded people who are afraid to break from the from the crowd. We're only halfway through the charges against you, believe it or not. So you have a third charge that you are found guilty of. But we have Marty, we have a real criminal on yeah, our show tonight, do. don't we? Yeah. Well wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 waiting. I want him to hold up his ankle so I can see the bracelet on it. He's got, he's got to be on their home confinement at this point, right? Jeez. All right, so you were found guilty of um, something of releasing confidential information. Uh, can you explain that? Um, so I'm probably going to get in trouble again, just so you know. <laughs> what ended up happening is when the second complaint came in, um, Matthew filed... Um, that second complaint in the Missoula County Court, which is a, an open court case that we had uh, going on at the time, and he had filed those documents um, within that court case, which two days after they were filed, I sent out um, a newsletter uh, through SMORE, which is something that I use and to keep people updated as to what's going on. And the person that filed the second complaint um, amended their complaint because I released confidential information, which was a screenshot of part of part of the claim that she had submitted. And when I said in the hearing, we said, hey, that was part of a court case. That was all public information. Um, but they said that I was still in violation of, of releasing confidential information, which is probably what's going to happen with us talking about uh, this case with you guys as well because they're on this confidentiality case. So even though it's pretty much public record, I mean, a reporter could go into the courthouse and find the exact information that you released. It's the fact that you released it and 
made it available rather than a reporter having to do the hard work, which reporters don't like to do anymore, of course, of going in and trying to find it themselves, right? So how shame on you. I don't, I don't well, know. we added that information because the court case is still open. The judge hasn't, even though the judge ruled in favor of the Missoula Organization of Realtors back in April, he had said that because there was no injury yet, he wanted it to give it back to the Missoula Organization of Realtors to go through the process. But he hasn't signed off his final judgment. And so the, therefore the case is still open and Matthew's like, well, we're gonna file this information so we can talk about what's going on because in court we said, this isn't gonna be the first one. We know there's more waiting and I still have a feeling that there's still more waiting in the wind. Um, it's just a matter of when they're gonna put them up with the professional standards committee. Do you feel like this is uh, a group of people coming after you or is there like maybe one really uh, ornery person that is controlling all of this? We know there's several. Um, when this all went down, there is uh, an LGBTQ real estate alliance group. Um, I, ba I think it's based out of Michigan. Is that right, Matthew? Uh, it's either Michigan or Minnesota. I believe they're based out of Minnesota, and they wrote a letter to the National Association of Realtors, Missoula Organization of Realtors, uh, Windermere, and they've sent it up to different levels of Congress, um, telling them that they need to terminate me at every single level um, that I should not be allowed to practice real estate. You, you're going to have a lot of classes to go through by the time you're done. He's, he's going to be re-educated, that's, that's for sure. They're going to groom you really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pastor Brandon, um, you know, from what you're telling us, you know, we've been talking for about 30 minutes or so so far. It seems like from what you're telling us, the story started with the whole food bank incident. Do you think that that kind of puts you on the map as – you're one of the pastors that oppose the LGBTQ community, and now that community is looking to just point out anything or, you know, are you known? I mean, like, for instance, I'll give you an example. I'm the pastor of a Patriot Church here in Lynchburg, in, in Lynchburg, Virginia, in Central Virginia, in Bedford. And, you know, anyone who knows us knows what we stand for. So did they know what you stood for, that community, prior, or did the food bank kind of start everything? Was that the trickle effect? The weird thing is, that a lot of the people in the community, up until the point that everything happened with the food bank, they knew where we stood, they knew who we were, uh, they knew what we believed, and they, we had a lot of, I wouldn't say, you know, acquaintances and friends within our community, but the minute that this hit with the food bank, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the ones in the community that speak the loudest came after the church. And you know, they don't, there's some that refuse to speak to me now because of our stance. And as I just want to say, you guys knew us for three years before this happened. This goes, happens in public, and now they want nothing to do with us. So fourth and final charge. And apparently, uh, Mr. Uh, Attorney, you are the reason why he had a fourth charge laid against them because you made threats to sue uh, certain individuals working at the realty, uh, I guess, group. Uh, but, uh, you know, what was that all about? You were found not guilty. Uh, yeah, I found not guilty, number one, because I'm not a realtor. Um, they, the realtors have a rule that says uh, in these kind of proceedings, you can't threaten to sue them for defamation, slander, or libel. 
okay, well, I made it clear in just about every response that we sent to the realtors that we were going to sue them under the Federal Fair Housing Act as well as the Montana Human Rights Act for uh, violating Pastor Brandon's civil rights because those statutes protect the rights of realtors and members of realtor organizations from being discriminated against with regard to their, to their religion. So I, I simply told them, hey, look, uh, if you go after Pastor Brandon, and you try to impose any kind of penalty upon him or terminate him because of his religion and him practicing his religious beliefs and expressing those religious beliefs, we are going to sue you, period. And um, they, they tried to, one of the complaints tried to bring a charge against me that, oh, he, he's threatening to sue me. And I said, yeah, we absolutely are threatening to sue you, but we're not threatening to sue you for defamation, libel, or slander, which is what your code prohibits. We are threatening to sue you for a violation of the Federal Fair Housing Act. And that, and by the way, it wasn't a threat, it was a promise. And so um, they, weren't, they weren't happy about it, but uh, under their own, under the language of their own rule, there, there was nothing they could do about it. And it remains not a threat, but a promise. We are, these people, they will not have the last word on this. Uh, these people are Christian-hating bigots because they are destroying the careers of Christian realtors for quoting the Bible or engaging in other religious-based speech. They will not have the final word on this. And you know, and I think that's going to be uh, the final question I have, because I know our listeners and viewers are probably itching to know the answer to this question. Uh, now that you have been fined, you've been sentenced to attend sensitivity training classes, uh, you're threatening to sue, you are going to sue, uh, what happens there? Are you, does this go to federal court, state court, local court? Um, does the First Amendment come into play here, or is it just uh, state laws? What, what's, the, uh, what's the game plan legally here? Well, those are all very good questions. Um, surprisingly enough, the First Amendment does not come into play here because um, in order to have a First Amendment claim, you have to have what's called state action. In other words, you have to have a government official or a government agency doing something bad to you. Well, there, there's no government agency involved here. The Montana State Board of Realty Regulation, they're, they're not gonna do anything against Pastor Brown because he hasn't violated any state or federal law. So we're up against a private organization. And to answer your very good question about whether this goes on in state court or whether this goes to federal court, um, it's a good question. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna punt and not disclose our, our the specifics of our legal strategy, but uh, you're asking the right questions. Yeah, and yeah. Well, it, we will give you our answers very shortly. I I've had to deal with a lot of attorneys in the 30 years that I've run Christian Action Network, so I know what questions to ask, and I also know the typical response of attorneys is that, well, I'm vaguely going to talk around this issue and uh, say words. But I'm not going to give you anything that anybody else is going to be able to use against me or my client. So uh, good for you. Uh, but I'm sure people are going to want to stay updated on the progress of what's happening here out in Montana. And uh, uh, so we hope that you'll come back on our show when you do have developments and keep our listeners and viewers educated. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be passionate about this. Uh, some are going to want to figure out how they can help, and I'm not sure there's a lot outsiders can do. Uh, that's one of the sad things of being a Christian that's being persecuted is that 
It's so targeted against you. There's sometimes not a lot anybody else can do except Christ our Lord coming in and intervening. And we pray that he does do so urgently in this matter, not just for you, because as you said, there's a lot of realtors out there facing similar problems such as this. Uh, and the fact that uh, you're on the front line, you know, I think, you know, God said, well, you know, if I got to put someone on the front line, Pastor Brandon's the guy, he's my guy, uh, he's got the attorney, uh, and we're going to be behind him. So we're behind you. So thanks for joining our show. I know I need to wrap this up. So uh, all you have, who have joined our show, listened or watch it, uh, thanks for joining. Uh, you can watch our show uh, on Substack. And uh, please, when you get a copy of this show in your email or see it on Substack, be sure to share it with your friends and get them engaged, get them to join and subscribe to our show. Uh, it helps us. It also helps people out there uh, get their word out because we call our show Shout Out Patriots. So we like to bring patriots on our show to give them a chance to exercise their voice, which is basically counseled by the mainstream media, and you never hear from them. So help us get the word out by subscribing and sharing this episode and getting others to subscribe as well. And uh, we hope to see you again next week. Thanks for joining us.